0: Sisterly Advice is sponsored by Pop Girls Ministry. Hi guys, I'm Grace. And I'm Katie. And we are Sisterly Advice.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sisterly Advice. Oh yeah. Today we will be talking about the fear of asking questions. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have trouble asking for help? Yes. If you do, hopefully this episode will be of great value. Great value. Okay. But before we begin, I have a dad joke for you. Yes. Fun, fun, fun. So, R.I.P. boiling water. You will be missed. (laughs) It's so bad, but it's so funny. I like that one. Okay. (laughs) So, getting into today's episode, as we stated just before, some people have a fear of asking questions mm-hmm. and i'm sure many of us have that fear yeah and we're afraid of appearing stupid we don't want to look bad or we don't want to make a fool out of ourselves yeah this is why the phrase ask a stinking question which i'll credit to the poi main group thank you for that comes into play There have been many instances where I've been afraid to ask questions. Me too. So in algebra in the eighth grade, I remember we had just learned a new concept and we were all learning it and I didn't understand this one thing. My teacher is totally okay with us students asking questions and she even encourages it, but I still didn't want to ask my question because I had a fear that other kids would think I'm stupid for not understanding it, or they'd get annoyed for me stopping class, so oftentimes I'd never ask my question, or I'd go up to my teacher and ask her one-on-one where no one else would notice. Other times I got lucky and someone would ask the same question I had, and one, I'd be glad I got my answer, and two, it's nice to know that I wasn't the only one struggling with it in my life now I try to be that person that asks questions whether or not people are thinking the same question and I conveniently ask it for them or Mm -hmm. no one else is thinking the same question as me but it
0: doesn't matter because I was able to get the answer I needed yeah I always think like okay I'm fairly smart so if I don't know it there's a good chance that there is someone else in this room who doesn't know it so I'm gonna ask for both of our sakes I'm like Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll start to feel stupid like in my U.S. history class I feel like I ask way too many questions all the time I'll be like I dumb for asking these many questions? I'm like, no. Grace, I'm sure someone else had that question. It's fine. And I yeah. just always tell myself that. Yeah. So not asking questions,
1: especially in academics, hinders your academic growth. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to magically get the answer put inside your head without asking for it. It's not doing ourselves any good by holding ourselves back like this. We know what information we need to know. We know what things we don't understand and what we might need assistance on. I mean, when you're learning to drive, let's say that you never learned how to turn on the emergency brake. You never wanted to ask because everyone else seems to already know where the emergency brake is and it seems stupid for you to ask too. (laughs) Then one day, your brakes fail and you crash into another car. This is obviously an extreme scenario and is unlikely, but the truth that not asking questions can lead to accidents down the road remains true. Accidents down the road, for example. I know. It's
0: I kind of like funny. to be very <laughs>
1: punny sometimes. So another example is I'm sure we all like to save money. Oh, and yeah. sometimes to do this requires asking questions. The other day I was um, going to buy a salt dish and it comes with a spoon, but I didn't like the spoon that it came with. And I was looking around, and they sold these other spoons individually, which were so much cuter, but they cost more money. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, I was like, could I get the dish, but then trade the spoons out? So I went and asked the cashier or clerk behind the desk, like, could I trade these out? And I didn't know if I was going to get a yes. I didn't know if I was going to get a no. Sometimes this takes a lot of courage to go up and ask questions like that. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes people don't like rejection and coming out and getting told no Mm -hmm. but you know you better at least try but it could be worth it yeah so I never did get the discount or I never (laughs) did was able to switch out the spoons I still bought the pretty spoon because I like I'm a high aesthetic and I like that but at least I asked at Mm -hmm. least I tried at least I know that when I go to bed at night I'm not going to be up all night thinking Mm -hmm. about something I should have done or should have tried doing And as Grace told me something her mom says, the worst thing they can say is no.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing too. If you really want something, if you want that A, if you want that discount, whatever it is, you have to go for it. Mm -hmm. You have to ask the question because ain't nobody going to spoon feed you in life. And this also makes me think of when you're in a team. For example, I'm a dancer and I also play golf. So the other day I was in a dance class and honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I had no idea what the choreography was. And so I asked my instructor to go over it. And it turns out Katie, of course, was the only one in the class who actually knew what was going on. So it helped everybody else out. No one judged me for not knowing it, they were simply grateful that I asked. So ask that question for your sake and for the sake of your teammates like in golf. If I need to know the stance I'm supposed to be in, I just need to ask. And I'm sure that your coach does love it when you ask questions because the more you ask, the better you're going to play. And that's the goal, to play better. Also, be willing to ask the yes and no questions. What I mean is go ahead and ask if that person can help you clean up or can come volunteer with you or if your teacher can give you extra credit or for the spoon. Mm -hmm. You know, and like Katie just said, my mom has always literally told me the worst they can say is no. I think that's a huge thing I have to remember. Because, yes, when someone tells you no, it's going to be embarrassing for a second. But you're going to get over it fast. At least you are not left wondering. Because what if you do get the extra credit? You would never know unless you asked. And if the teacher says no, oh, well, life goes on. So, whatever.
1: Honey, this has had some very embarrassing moments. I'm very bad at... (laughs) I can read very well. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good in English. You know, English is better than my math. (laughs) But when it comes to pronouncing some words, uh, Parabola. (laughs) Some things can be extremely detrimental. (laughs) So I I was in social studies class one year, and we were learning about planes and stuff going on in the Middle East. And I was reading, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a Venezuela. <laughs> um, and everyone else was saying peninsula. And I was like, it's not peninsula. It's Venezuela." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, basically, I learned my lesson the hard way with everyone laughing at me. <laughs> but you know, it turned into a wonderful moment. But next time you feel unsure about the pronunciation of a word, ask. So you don't end up saying Venezuela instead of oh Peninsula or Carole instead of Carlisle. Okay, that <laughs> that was a jab. That was Grace was reading Twilight for the first time and, and I don't think she had seen the movie yet. I had not. And she read Carlisle's name and was like Caroleisle. It huh. spelled
0: like Caroleisle. It's Carlisle whatever. But hey, I'm not going to lie. I have this thing that I always do is if I'm giving a presentation or reading aloud and I don't know how to pronounce a word, I say it however I want to as confidently as possible and nobody knows. I've literally had people say, "Oh, I thought it was pronounced this way." And they believe me. <laughs> they were right. I was wrong. But now they're going to be saying it wrong the rest of their lives because mm-hmm. they took my fake confidence. <laughs> Is that deception? Is that wrong? Is that a sin? No, it's funny. It's fine. It's all good. We're good. Everybody's fine. As long as we're not (laughs) trying to be harmful. (laughs) And it's also not just asking for those little things. It can also be the fact that a lot of people struggle with asking for help too. Mm -hmm. First, I think you need to just ask yourself why am I afraid to ask for help? Being completely honest. Half the time, I'm afraid I'll disappoint people if I can't do it all on my own. The other half of the time, I'm too prideful to be vulnerable enough to ask. And both of these reasons are understandable because clearly, well, I think it's understandable because I deal with it, but the truth is that they're still wrong. On our last episode, Are You Seeking Approval from Man, which you should go back and listen to if you haven't yet because that's going to really add to this one, but we talked about the issue with the reason I just stated like, why are we trying to impress others so much when we should be living for Christ alone? Remember, go back, listen to that episode. And the second issue that I mentioned though is pride. And pride is a sin, flat out. And I would say it's the main sin that I struggle with. However, scripture straight up says in James four six, God opposes the proud but shows grace to the humble. So yeah, It's wrong. It's wrong to feel that pride. So we have to catch ourselves. So the next time you're struggling to ask for help, ask yourself, am I not asking for help because I want to seem capable on my own? Or I don't want them to think less of me. So if either of these, that's probably pride. And I know I've struggled with people being like, Oh, here's the sin. I'm like, okay, I've recognized it. I feel convicted. I know I need to change it. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, you've told me that's wrong. But what do I do about that? So practically, this is what we're going to do. We're going to repent. Acts 2:38 says, "And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." So as Christians, we are called to repent from sin, in this case pride. So what what does that repentance look like? Repentance is acknowledging that what we have done or in this case our heart positions are wrong. And what we do is we confess this to God in prayer. And it often helps to tell someone else too so that they can keep us accountable. Like, I've been struggling with things before and I've just straight up told Katie, like, I, I'm struggling, I'm struggling with this thing. And it just helps to keep me accountable when I tell someone else too. But we first have to make sure we confess it to Christ. And then we turn from our sin. This means we do the exact opposite of it. So if you struggle with pride, then you will now act humbly instead. And repentance takes having the Holy Spirit. It is unnatural. Mm -hmm. It is not in our human nature to repent. It is not in our human nature to turn from our desires and our wrongs and do the exact opposite. So you have to have the guidance from the Holy Spirit. And we have that as Christians. If you've accepted Christ into your heart, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And so you are capable of repentance. So confess that, turn from it, and now take steps... To doing the opposite and with every step now let me be clear good works don't save you but with every step we're getting closer to Christ this is sanctification you mm-hmm. know I think one thing that what you just said made me think about
1: is let's say you're I'll use dance because that's something that I can speak of mm-hmm. and show that I have experience with this but sometimes when someone sees that you're really good at something they'll hype you up they'll mm-hmm. say you're so good at doing a fuete which is a, a type of turn it's a type of turn it's like you're so good at doing fuetes you're so good at dancing I love how like you just know everything you're mm-hmm. so good at dancing and then let's say before you didn't have trouble asking for help and dance but after everyone told you how good mm-hmm. you are and how much they look up to you and how much they think you're so awesome and how you already know everything you become almost obligated to keep up that image that they have Mm -hmm. of you you're afraid of asking questions because they've already told you how good you are and how much they look up to you and it's like and you're like i don't want that to change if i have to ask a question yeah like they think i'm so awesome and they look up to me and i don't want to let them down by having to ask questions i need to know everything they told me
0: that i know everything so i should Mm -hmm. you know are they gonna think less of me if i don't actually have it all together Mm -hmm. if i don't actually know everything and so I think that's something else to think about is when people start
1: telling you those things, it's not their fault. We don't have to be mad at them for putting us in this situation.
0: Oh, no. They're being that's nice and encouraging. That they're
1: being nice. It's how we receive it. Do mm-hmm. we receive it as showing, I can't mess up again, or that's nice, let's show them that even the
0: best do need to ask for help sometimes. Mm-hmm. So then they feel comfortable asking for help, mm-hmm. that it takes asking to, you know, get to that level that you've been at and you can continue to grow from there. We're never done growing anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just something that we can
1: struggle with. We can Mm -hmm. struggle with feeling the pressure to always be right from people always hyping us up. But the good thing is to show that smart people need help too. Mm -hmm. They didn't know everything immediately. They asked questions. They learned. That's how they became smart. You fail and fail and fail until you finally get it right.
0: Yeah, I was recently talking to one of my friends and i was I, we were just talking and she's like grace people have told me that they think you have it all together and i'm like they think i have it all together and she's like yeah i mean i know you don't but <laughs> they think so and i'm like i i don't though and it's okay for people to know that you don't have it all together so if you're listening to this i will tell you right now i do not have it all together you know and it it's okay to admit that Mm -hmm. it's okay to admit that we still need help and we still have questions i think all this really does fall into the like why are we trying to impress others so much and like i said please go back and listen to Mm -hmm. our last episode there's so much goodness on that in there I just said fail and fail and fail, but what I mean is failing forward, making sure mm-hmm. that if we fail at this
1: thing, we try a different method yeah. to see if that works as well. So failing forward is different from just failing and stopping. Yes, so, for sure. Anyways, so some people might struggle with asking questions and some might have trouble asking for help. With asking for help, you become vulnerable. Yeah, You show the other person that you need guidance and you put yourself in the hands of that other person or those people. Not asking for help, can come from having pride in yourself, like Grace said, mm-hmm. or to make others proud. So, a while ago, I had to drive to my aunt's house. I had never driven there before, but I was familiar with the area around the house, mm-hmm. just not the direct road that leads into her neighborhood. And my mom had always said she had a talent with directions, and it's true. Anytime you go somewhere, she's always able to navigate easily. Well, I decided to be stubborn <laughs> and... When it was time to go to my aunt's house, I went with only the knowledge in my head about the directions my mom had told me about and some street names. And I was so sure I'd get there without a GPS and I wanted to make my mom proud by doing so. I wanted to show her that I can be good at directions like she is too. Well, I get to the road that I know and I'm going to make a turn into her neighborhood, but I make the wrong one and I get lost. I end up having to call my mom and ask for help, and I get myself turned around, and after a trying experience, <laughs> I finally make it to my aunt's house, and then I bawl my eyes out. Aww. It was scary not knowing where you are. Just the other yeah. night, I had to drive to my aunt's house again, and this time, I used the GPS. One, I didn't want to make the same mistake twice. I'm failing forward, and two, it wasn't a big deal to me anymore to prove to my mom that I can be go with directions, yeah. too. Because I learned that clearly it's not one of my strong points. <laughs> and sometimes we need to understand and reevaluate what our strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I learned mine after a bit of a struggle that could have been avoided if I had just gotten over myself. In this, I was trying to make my mom proud. But there are also other instances where you're trying to make yourself proud, yeah. like proving that you can lift this table all by yourself without any help, or proving that you know how to put on eyeliner when you don't and you really <laughs> need assistance. Or I see this a lot with the little kids. They're always so eager to do things on their own and insist that I don't help. But the moment I stop helping, they start to struggle and they realize that they still need help. Now, these are kids and the example might be they're just trying to tie their shoelaces, (laughs) but this still applies to us young adults too. Sometimes we need to get over ourselves
0: and ask someone to help us tie our shoelaces. Mm -hmm. It's okay to ask for a little help, you know? And just because someone else has that strength, doesn't mean you have to have the same strength as them. And it's so funny, the paradox here that I've noticed, we don't wanna ask for help because we are insecure about being vulnerable. At the same time, this insecurity is prideful because we're wanting to keep up an image. And honestly, very similar to Katie's story, I will tell you, I have one of my own too. So my mom is tough as nails, let me tell ya. She doesn't stop. She is literally a real life superhero. So I've always felt this pressure to be just like her, and to be clear, she's never put that pressure on me and frequently tells me she's proud of me, she's a great mom, this is a pressure I put on myself. I just want to make that clear. So I never wanted to disappoint her, and one day I was having a really bad pain day, because as many of you know, I struggle with chronic pain, I could barely walk, I could definitely not get up and down the stairs, however, I had golf practice after school. My mom knew how bad that I was in pain, but I told her, I was like, Mom, I I can do it. I swear I can do it. And I thought that if I just pushed through, she'd be proud of me. But literally the exact second I stepped out of the car, I started bawling because of the pain and I had to go straight home. I left so embarrassed. I felt like I disappointed my mom. I cried in front of all my coaches and my teammates and it was just awful. And on the way home, my mom asked me why I even tried if it was that bad. I told her I simply wanted to make her proud of me. Well, turns out she was more disappointed in me for trying so hard and pushing myself even when I knew it wasn't wise. So it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. And it didn't, it didn't even, like, it didn't make her proud of me. Pushing ourselves beyond a limit that we can bear just to, end up causing ourselves to fail because it wasn't a smart decision does not make someone proud of you. Knowing your strengths and weaknesses and utilizing those and working with those is what makes someone proud of you. Mm -hmm. But once again, why do we want to impress others so much? Why are we not looking for our worth in Christ first? You know? And also, it is prideful because we feel like we can be proud in ourselves if we make others proud of us first. And another thing that this makes me think of, too, is not just asking for help in these situations like this, but also asking for prayer. And this has recently been a really, really big conviction for me and was even a huge discussion between me and one of my friends recently, um, just talking about this, like, in both of our lives. I often am someone who won't really ask for prayer because I don't want to seem weak. But that's not what the church is supposed to be like, guys. The body of Christ is meant to encourage, support, and pray for one another. This only happens when we're vulnerable and honest. So, for example, the other day, I was really, really struggling with my health. And even though it felt kind of uncomfortable, I chose to text Katie and also my mentor asking for prayer. I knew at that moment that I needed some serious prayer. I needed some prayer warriors even though I didn't want to admit I could use that help. And honestly, I've been a lot better ever since. I could still use prayer, but it's, it's gotten a lot more under control. And do you really think that would have happened if it weren't for people covering me in prayer? And do you think they would have covered me in prayer unless I told them I needed it? So when we pray for one another and ask for prayer, we are even fulfilling one of our roles as the body of Christ. James 5 16 says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. We we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Katie's my sister in Christ. We're literally called to pray for one another. That is our role as the church is to support one another. But how can we know how to pray for each other if we're not being honest, not asking for prayer, not telling them our prayer requests and our needs and what we need? And how do you expect someone to be comfortable asking you for prayer if you don't show that you're vulnerable enough to ask for prayer? Because if someone is looking up to you and they follow your actions and they see that you never ask for prayer, they're gonna follow suit and they're not gonna feel comfortable with it. So, it's not just for our sake, but it's for building up the body of Christ that we put down our pride, we lay it down, and come to one another and seek out each other, ask questions, ask for prayer, ask for help. If you need something, just ask people. The worst they can say is no. Mm -hmm. So, from this episode, we were able to dive into the
1: struggles we have when asking a question or asking for help and we hold ourselves back when we don't ask a question Mm -hmm. and how sometimes we need to get over our pride when it comes to asking for help and the want to make others proud yeah so before we close out i have another dad joke yay grace did you know that milk is the fastest liquid on earth no it's pasteurized before you can (laughs) even see it (laughs) <laughs> oh that was, well, that was a good one <laughs> i know it's actually like, really good where are okay. you finding these man um uh, online <laughs> the World oh Wide gosh. web oh yes so thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode don't forget we have our email sisterlyadvice 2020 at gmail.com where we would love you guys to send in any funny stories you may have topic suggestions for future episodes or maybe you have something you'd like advice on we'd love to help you with that
0: Yes, and we also have an Instagram, which is at sisterlyadvice underscore podcast. Once again, that is at Advice underscore podcast. That is where we post Christian content, updates, and reminders. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.